0: So we've been in this series in faith these last couple of weeks. And last week we, we left off with Jesus entering Nazareth. His hometown, his boyhood home, where he had grown up, Jesus enters Nazareth. Having just healed just delivered a man who was blind and was demon-possessed... Just delivering not only this, this man, but he had delivered and, and drove out these evil spirits that were living in him and had kept him bound up for many, many years. He didn't do this in private. He did this with a crowd looking on. He drove these spirits out into a herd of pigs. And the man's life was restored. Jesus then enters Nazareth. Having just healed a woman who had been subject to bleeding for more than 12 years, she had seen doctor after doctor after doctor who had told her time and again it's hopeless, you will never see a healing, you will never experience wholeness. But this woman with her profound faith, she drops to the ground and she touches the hem of Jesus' coat, and at that moment, she is healed. Jesus then enters Nazareth. Not only delivering this man and healing this woman, but, get this, bringing back a girl who was dead. She was pronounced dead. Everyone else in the town had given up, but... Jesus calls her father and a few others who had profound faith. He calls them together. He speaks the word. The girl gets up and he gives her back to her father. And then Jesus enters Nazareth. Walks past his his boyhood home, walks past some of the, the places that he had played as a child, walks past the, the shop that he had learned from his father in. He walks into the temple and he begins to, to teach. And it says the, that the people there that day were amazed, blown away by his wisdom, by his profound understanding of the text says they were amazed. And then a few of them, probably in the back, started talking. Isn't, isn't that Jesus? Yeah, that's, that's Jesus. I recognize Him. Isn't He the young man that grew up just down the street here? Yeah. Isn't He the carpenter, the carpenter's son? Yeah, that's Jesus. And it says that that their amazement of Him, their amazement of His wisdom, His deep understanding of the Scripture and God's law, it says that it's turned, and now instead of being amazed by Jesus, they take offense at Him. I wonder if any of us have ever been offended by Jesus. Jesus. Surely you've been offended by me, and if you haven't, raise your hand. I'll make sure to call you out. <laughs> I wonder if any of us have ever been offended by Jesus. Jesus, then standing in the temple, knowing that now these people have taken offense at him, he says, It's only in his hometown that a prophet is without honor. And get this, get this. He does no miracles there because of their lack of faith. And it says this. Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. Are you with me? I wonder if any of us have ever been offended by Jesus. I wonder if Jesus has ever been amazed by our lack of faith. Surely not. Amen? Last week we talked about how Jesus enters Nazareth. We talked about how we can oftentimes amaze Jesus with our lack of faith and how we need to turn that around. Yes? So today I want to talk about the, the flip side of that, because we don't want to amaze Jesus with our lack of faith. Amen? Oh, church, we can do better. This morning I want to talk about how we can, how we can amaze Jesus with our profound faith in Him. Do you want to do that? Do you want to blow Jesus' mind with your profound faith? I'm not just trying to rile you up, friends. I am trying to rile you up, but I'm not just trying to rile you up. Are you with me? I'm trying to get you excited about this, that there's an awesome awesome God sitting on His throne looking down on us with mercy and grace and love, and He wants to be amazed by our profound faith, by our awesome faith. He's inviting us to bring Him our greatest needs, to lay them before His throne, believing, fully believing that He is capable. He wants us to to come to Him with this expectation that He can do more than what we can do on our own. But sometimes we act and we live as though God can't do much more than me. He might be a little bit bigger. He might be a little bit stronger. But if I just get enough friends together, or if I just will it enough within me, then I can accomplish the impossible. I think Jesus wants to teach us that without this profound faith, we can do nothing. Hebrews 11. We know Hebrews 11, don't we? Most of us know Hebrews 11. It's called the faith chapter. It begins faith is the confidence in things hoped for, the assurance of things not yet seen. We know that. That's Hebrews 11:1. Hebrews 11:6 says this, without faith it is impossible, say impossible. Oh. Impossible, it is impossible to please God. How many of us want to please God? But it says without faith we cannot please God. All right, now I'll get to the sermon. Are you ready? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Some of you had already turned to Hebrews 11, hadn't you? It won't hurt you. Matthew chapter 8. Today, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about three steps that we can take. Are you ready? I don't usually put them in steps. So I'm trying something new today. Don't walk out on me now, alright? Three steps that we can take to amaze Jesus with our profound faith. Matthew chapter 8 we're going to dive in to this account this morning Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 it says this when Jesus had entered then Capernaum a centurion came to him asking for help I love that we'll get to that in a minute Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. We won't get to it in a minute. We'll get to it now. If you don't know this, a centurion is a Roman soldier. All right? He's not an This, this man that's coming to Jesus asking for help, he's not an Israelite. This man coming to Jesus is not a Jewish man. He's coming to Jesus as a Roman. All right, a Roman soldier. Romans did not, they, they did not accept the teachings of the Jews. They, they didn't even acknowledge Jewish teachers, okay? This Roman soldier then, he's a centurion. Say that with me, centurion. Ooh, I like it. So a centurion is a man, a commander in the army that has at least a hundred soldiers at his command. That means that when this centurion soldier, when he came and he said, go, at least a hundred men went. When he said, do this, they did it. They listened and they obeyed what he said. He was used, this Roman soldier was used to having people listen to every order that he gave. He was used to being in complete control, in complete command. And yet, in verse 5 we read that this centurion soldier, he, he draws close to Jesus and he says, Help me, Lord. He's admitting that, that, that Jesus and Jesus alone is the source of his help. This man is asking for help. Now, how many of us have difficulty asking for help? Anybody? Yeah. I mean, goodness sakes, I'd rather give myself a hernia than ask somebody to help me with, with a... Are you, are you ready? I mean, seriously. Men, come on, put your hands up. You're, you, you're with me, aren't you? I don't want to call somebody, can you help me with this? I almost dropped a refrigerator on my wife because I didn't want to ask somebody for help. Are you with me? Ask her about that later. She's upstairs teaching the kids. It's true. It's difficult for us to ask for help, especially men. It's difficult. We just have that in us, So, so many of us, myself included, to ask for help. But this man, a commander in the Roman army... He goes to Jesus and he says to him, I need help. And he needs the Lord for this. here's, Here's the truth. The first step that we must take in amazing Jesus with our profound faith is to admit that we need him. Say admit. There you go. We need to admit that we need Jesus. We need to admit that we cannot handle matters on our own. Maybe some of you are already there. Maybe some of you struggle with that. We need to admit that we cannot handle the struggles. We cannot handle the burdens of this life on our own. That's the first initial but required step. We must admit that we need Jesus, that only he can handle the issues that are too big for us. Amen? Amen. So this centurion soldier, he comes to Jesus. He says, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Verse 7, Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. Now listen, there's an important point here for us as well. This Roman centurion soldier has come to Jesus and said, I need help. And Jesus, without hesitation, says, I will go and heal him. Now maybe, 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 let me me unpack that for you just a moment. He's a Roman soldier. Here's what we can take away from this one verse here. It doesn't matter what our background is. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what you have in your past. It doesn't matter what you're carrying with you right now. Jesus says, yes, bring it all to me and I will give you healing. That's it. Do you believe that, church? It doesn't matter. Jesus says, I will go and heal your servant. Verse 8, the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. Just say the word, my servant will then be healed. For I myself, verse 9, I myself am a man under authority with soldiers then under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. I tell this one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Just say the word, Jesus. My servant will be I need your help, Jesus, but I don't deserve your help. Are, are, are you to that point yet? I need you, Jesus. I just don't deserve you, Jesus. This isn't, this isn't a, a, a point to, to make you uh, more, more self-conscious to say you're no good or anything like that, it's it's this, none of us, it doesn't matter how good we are, it doesn't matter how long we have served the Lord, it doesn't matter how pure we think we are, it doesn't matter how few sins we think we have in our past, none of us, get this, deserve to have Jesus come close to our lives. We are like filthy rags, our righteousness is like filthy rags before the Lord. You heard that before church? That's how we are compared to the purity of Jesus. And yet, just as this man says here, this Roman centurion soldier says here, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Jesus, just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Here's our second, here's my, 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 my second point, my second step that, 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 it, that it takes to amaze Jesus with our profound faith, is to profess total confidence, total faith in His Word to us. We must proclaim that God's promise to us is enough. Just as this man did. Just say the Word, Jesus. Just say the Word and He will be... See- just say the Word and the miraculous will occur. Do you believe that, church? Church? I'm not asking, do you just believe that during the the 10.30 to 11.30 hour on Sunday morning? I'm asking, do you live your life as though you believe it? Because so many of us will walk out this door and we'll say, oh, that was a good teaching. I'm not going to apply it to my life. That was a good teaching, though. I'm not here. We're not here just to to feel a little bit uncomfortable about the way we live our life. We're here so that the Word of God can speak into our life and bring total transformation. Are you with me? We must, we must live our life as though God's promise to us is enough. As if we truly believe that when God says, I will bring healing, He will actually come through. And we must proclaim his promise is enough. Verse 10 When Jesus heard this, he was astonished. Picture, oh my goodness, picture this with me. The creator of the world, the one that was there when the world was, was spoken into existence. That's Jesus. That's who I believe my Jesus is. Are you with me? That same awesome, amazing God that spoke life into existence, now standing on a road totally blown away, totally, what's the word Matthew uses here? Astonished. On this dirt road in Capernaum. I say, do you want, you, want to, you want to blow God's mind with your profound faith? That's what it looks like. This Roman soldier said, just speak the word. Just speak the word. I know I've come to you. I know I need help. So just say the word, and I know it will be done. Verse 10. He was totally Astonished. And he said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Church, do you know what it takes to amaze and to astonish an awesome God like this? Faith. Faith. It takes a a confidence that God and God alone can bring healing and wholeness to a broken, hurting, and confused life. Don't raise your hand, friends. How many of us have a broken, hurting, or confused life? How many of us have a broken, hurting, or confused life in our past? How many of us are, are right on the, the verge of, of stepping over to, to brokenness or hurt, and You see that in your future. Faith, a confidence that God and God alone can bring healing and wholeness to our lives. Faith, a conviction that God's Word is true, that His promises are for you, and that He is always true in what He has promised. Verse 13, one more verse for us. Then Jesus said to the centurion, and get this, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. Do you believe this stuff though? I mean, come on. you believe this because Matthew wrote it? Why do you believe it? Uh Oh, did I just step over the verge? We're not supposed to question this stuff, are we? No. No, I believe it because the, the, the same reason that I believe Jesus Christ rose from the tomb. I believe it because Countless authors came together to say, Jesus, that man that you knew, he arose and he is living. I believe it because there were no counter arguments that came against it. No, here's his body. Here he is. I believe it because God has it in his word and his word is true. Amen? Amen. I believe. Oh my goodness, friends. I can keep going. Once I had a friend that said uh, he had some some people come to his door and pushing something that he didn't he didn't quite he didn't he didn't quite grasp something about Jesus something about God. And he said he, he said I spent so, so long talking to these these people they seemed friendly enough but it just didn't make sense to me. So so I pulled my Bible and I said I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part. He said no 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 here 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 is here is his challenge to them. He said. Just read it. Let me, let me extend a challenge to, to you. If you've never read the Gospels, read the Gospels. Read them with fresh eyes. Read it and see what you take away about Jesus. Are you with me? That's, that's a, that's a, the final step that we must take, I'm getting back on now, are you ready? The final step that we must take in amazing Jesus with our faith is to Go. Say go. 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 Now, I don't mean just go and forget it all. Go believing that God is faithful to his every request, to our every request, and his every promise to us. The centurion comes to Jesus with profound faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. He comes to him asking. For help. He has three things that I see in this account. First, he admits his need for Jesus. Second, he professes that Jesus is the only one that can can bring this help, this healing, this wholeness into his servant's life. And then third, he goes believing that God will do just what God said he would do, and it was done just as. Just as Jesus had said, just at the time that Jesus said it. Now here's the thing. I don't believe that we should test God in with our faith. But I do believe, because God invites us to, that we should submit to Him our greatest needs and watch as He accomplishes the impossible. Do you need Jesus' help this morning, church? Church? Do we need Jesus' help this morning? Turn on the news. Do we need Jesus' help this morning? Are you with me? Do you have profound faith? I mean, I see... Oh, my my! my I, I, I was standing in here just this morning. I was praying, and my mom sends me a text. All right? Bring her into this. I brought my home church into it last week. I'll bring my mom into it. She sends me a text and she just says, have you seen this? Intrigued, I open it up. Let me just say within minutes, I'm at the altar here, weeping over the future for our children. And so maybe you sit here today and you say, you know, my, my life is totally together. I'm good. I'm probably in a, the, the best place that I've ever been, Pastor. Let your heart break for a minute, okay? Let your heart break over the condition of our world today. Let your heart break over those who have no relationship with Jesus and don't think they need a relationship with Jesus. Let your heart break over those who are far away from Him because they don't realize what that deep connection with Him brings into their life. Let your heart break over those that are hopeless and when they pass away from this cruel, temporary world, there is nothing waiting for them that will bring joy. Do you need? Do you need help from Jesus this morning? Do we need help from Jesus this morning? Do we need to come to Him this morning? Yes, absolutely. But the question is this do we, when we come to Him, do we have that profound faith that's talked about here? <clears throat> that He is capable, that He is willing. And that he is capable of doing the impossible. So we're going to close. I want you to pray this prayer with me silently, out loud. doesn't matter right where you are. I want you to pray this this prayer with me if you're willing. Jesus, I believe, help me with... Fill in that blank. Let that be your prayer today, if you truly believe, if you truly need to come to Jesus for help with something, Jesus, I believe. Help me with, and you fill in that blank. God, there are so many within our church who are in need of a healing touch from you. So many in our church, God, that have broken hearts, broken lives, God, over what is going on in our world. So many, God, that are hurting right now, Lord, because of a condition that a loved one, a family member or a friend finds himself in. God, there are so many right now that need to come to You for help. Help us, God, get to that point. Let Your Spirit, Lord, rest with us, Lord. Work within us now and in the days to come, God. Revealing our need, Lord Jesus, for profound faith in You. God, do what is otherwise impossible, Jesus. We want to submit our needs to You right now, God. Right now, hear us, Lord Jesus, as we call out to You. Let Your Holy Spirit, Lord, work. Jesus, I believe. Help me. In Jesus' name amen let's stand this morning we're going to close with this song keep those three words in mind admit profess and go if you need prayer this morning the altar's open for you i'll be right up front i would love to pray with you i'd be honored to pray with you let's call out to the lord this morning